force will be with you. Always. What's up, guys? I'm Daniel Logan, Boba Fett from Star Wars, Attack of the Clones, and The Clone Wars. You will listen to Call the Portion Podcast. Sue talks first. You talk first. I talk first. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, Virgil talks first. Virgil talks first because we're still dumbfounded after that trailer. Wow. My girlfriend's watching it in the other room right now. You can kind of hear it in the background. That score. That might... that might not be just the, it's easily the best Star Wars trailer that I've ever seen, but that might be the best film trailer I've ever seen. That's one of the greats, I gotta say. I was thinking beforehand, like, okay, it's, it's gonna be a good trailer, because every single one so far, for this movie anyways, like, of the of the main trailer we got and the D23 footage, because that wasn't the, really a real the, trailer, like, they were both fantastic trailers. Those were more, um, uh... I don't know what the word I'm looking for. They were kind of... Teasers? Little, te- not even that. I mean, they weren't even teaser trailers because they were longer than teasers, really. I mean, they were like fan service. It was a bone thrown, you know? Some cool stuff, but it all it didn't... Uh, like a, any like a, any good story or trailer or any preview should leave you wanting more. Mm-hmm. Um, those didn't really give you enough. You know what I mean? This, Wow. Without, I, it's amazing to me how much emotion and build up and hype for me anyway that could be built up in a two and a half minute trailer without giving any of the story away. Yeah, we, we've talked about this before, me and you. You know, sometimes you see a trailer and you basically after the trailer, you say, "Well, I don't need to go see that movie." Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> and it's quite often it blows my mind, but. I still have no idea where the story is going. Now, I have been staying well away from any kind of spoilers. I haven't even been listening to a lot of other Star Wars commentary. So you might have more ideas as to what's going to happen than I do, but um, I'm in a pretty happy place. Yeah, no, I, there hasn't even really been a whole lot. Like, again, I'm keeping a bit removed as well. Obviously, you and I can't too much because we host a Star Wars podcast. Yeah, we have to commentate. But, um, yeah, I haven't seen a whole lot. They've been pretty tight-lipped about stuff. The things they have been saying are kind of broad and thematic. Um, more than, like, oh, they go here and do this type of detail. So, yeah, like you said, I can't even tell really what's going on in this movie based on this trailer. I just know there's a lot of exciting scenarios. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of everything that happens in it. And there's so many different, like, we see Kylo and Ray presumably scoring off half like in most of those scenes but like there's just a lot of scenes of the two of them already there's um, also a few of those scenes where they're really are really suggestive like it's the abrams style there's a lot of suggestion in there that bounces back and forth you know one one minute one second they look like enemies then this next second they look like um not so much enemies you know what i mean allies at the very least yeah mm-hmm yeah i've been on the fence about the whole redemption thing for ben like i can go either way with it i'm just kind of waiting to see what happens at this point. I'm not trying to speculate too irresponsibly. But yeah. this trailer actually pushes me more towards the idea of redemption in some form, um, particularly that shot of the statue, which I th- believe is the pedestal that Vader's helmet's sitting on. Is um, that what it is? It looks like it. It's a quick shot. It's There's a lot to see, and it looks like Ray's holding something, so I was trying to see what she was holding at the same time. So I'm trying to see what they're shattering, but they're doing that Yeah, together. that was an like, interesting moment. Yeah, like, on the first pass, I thought it was um, some collateral damage, like, well, during their fight or something, but it looks like they're more deliberately smashing something or knocking it over, and I believe it's Vader's pedestal, but 
That was, uh, that's interesting. Because, um, again, I've only seen it once. Uh, but it certainly looked like they were of equal mind, of the, or of the same mind when they were doing that. However, you also get at least two or three different instances of them fighting. Because uh, there's the, there's the scene yep. on the Star Destroyer nose, which is in the teaser poster and the new poster they also revealed tonight. What's with that giant block of ice in space? Uh, there was that some was comment neat. I saw about it on Twitter about what it is, but I... I think it probably wasn't looking anything from closely. Legends. No, I think it's just some new planet or some kind of galactic phenomena or something that will be part of the story. You know what it was reminiscent of was um, in Rogue One. Um, what was that trading outpost? Oh, the very the beginning. Cassian, right? Not the same place, obviously, but uh, something like that. And there, there's that one that one shot that blew me away was that the just the mass of ships. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that mass of ships. All the Star Destroyers. And, and on both sides, obviously. This, but I'm more talking about the uh, the mass of rebel... Uh, well, they say rebel. It really looks like the rebellion because it's not like actually... It looks like every ship from every corner of the galaxy showed well, up. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because they posted part of this, a part of that scene as a teaser, which I didn't really look at because I, I'm not doing the whole teaser thing 12 hours before a trailer drops. That's just getting absurd but people were picking this, that shot apart already and they think they saw the ghost in there you know what it wouldn't surprise so me. that'd be kind of neat like whatever um, that, like obviously i don't believe that's going to lead into hair walking on screen going hi i'm harrison dola <laughs> like actually you know what it is you see it in there i'm looking right at it, it, it it's it's, un, it's unquestionable it is it's at the 101 mark on the uh trailer that i'm watching you'll see the falcons in the yeah. middle the ghost is right beside it and just behind to the right oh okay yeah, it's the see? dense shot. Like, there's a lot of different starships there. Do you see the one I'm looking at? It's like right beside the Falcon and just behind. It's a couple it. different frames at 101. So I'm just trying to nail it here. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. So I'll give them that. Whoever said that, because <laughs> to 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 me that you know what I was looking for. I was looking for the eclipse somewhere. It's just my uh, my dark empire. Another uh, tone to the trailer. The very ominous um, C3PO. <laughs> Kind of like it was very reminiscent of, um, you know, someone going to their doom. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that, and I can't even begin to speculate, except I, I, don't, I don't know why he's plugged into everything, and there's a whole shot of him with the red eyes, and yeah, that could be heavy. <laughs> it's more potentially a tear-drinking yeah, scene there. I have a feeling that not everyone's going to make it out of this alive. Might be C-3PO, could be. Yeah, for sure. I hope they. I hope it's not just a droid again. Not, I mean, not that they're not great characters, but um, I know everyone died in Rogue One, <laughs> so that doesn't really count. But I, you know, I hope they do the story justice with some tragedy. Well, I, I wasn't thinking they were going to do away with Leia in this, but the way that she takes on that last line, "Yeah, of course, be with you," and the Leia comes in always, always. I thought that was a nice, beautiful touch. moment, but I'm starting to think like, oh no, does that mean they're going to do something with her off screen or something? I don't know. She's taking yeah. a lot of the shamanistic force user tones here. It definitely seems like she's taking on a whole different, taking it to a whole different level. I'm really looking forward to this film. Uh, this trailer has got me really excited for this movie. I mean, I know you can do anything with a trailer. We've said that before, but this, I have a feeling. Like I said, I wasn't overly impressed. It's just my personal opinions. We've disagreed heavily on The Last Jedi. I have a strong feeling that we're both going to love this movie. Yeah, I don't really question that at this point. <laughs> like, there's 
there's yeah. so much going on here and like like you say the plot's a total unknown um which is a good thing as far as i'm concerned of like walking in without knowing how act one's gonna go <laughs> like there's enough pieces yeah. here like there's not different settings and so well so many different settings um so many different oh instances where our hero and villain are like meeting up in different circumstances absolutely looks like everyone's and doing I'm different missions that... we haven't even seen really zori bliss in action I didn't even notice she's hiding in this trailer. She's in that scene with three PO. She's she's the she's the one with the gold the gold helmet played by Carrie Russell. Yeah, oh, right. so she's yeah. hiding in that scene. Like I didn't even notice her off on the left hand side of the screen when they're all looking at three PO and pose like, "Wow, what what you doing there, three PO?" Like she's hiding in that shot there. Don't know her story. Wow. Dominic Moynihan pops up in this trailer. He's behind Rose near the start of the trailer. It looks like he's watching in horror or something happens but how many times have you watched it uh less than 10 <laughs> lost count okay all right so i've only watched it once so far other than clipping through a few images on your if you can remember on your first viewing what what stood out the most to you uh the most i don't know just the general okay that, that shot of kyla coming out of the mist like ray's yeah. getting ready to face him yeah, and he's sure. striding out like that's that's a cool shot just the whole yeah, kylo and ray of it all um was my general takeaway in the first viewing how about you i I gotta i gotta go with uh initially i would have said the same thing as you but just to be different i'm gonna say the the shot of the trailer with the emperor's voice coming through yeah so i'm kind of revisiting my bets on the palpatine Though I've changed my mind since I first saw the trailer though are you coming over to my side i was at first but then the more i look at that shot it looks like I don't know where Ray's standing, but it doesn't look like the kind of place where whatever that apparatus would be resting. Like, I almost kind of think, like, maybe he's coming to her in a vision. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah, I know, man. It could go either way. I'm going to stick to the dark side on this one. I think he's been resurrected. It's been hinted at, and it was hinted at in Aftermath when Voldo... (laughs) can't keep calling on that. When Voldo said when he comes, he kept mentioning that he'd come back in the flesh and... um, I think it, I think it, the Dark Empire is one piece of legends that if you're going to wrap this whole thing up, you could cherry pick a lot of cool ideas from that. And I think that's one of them. Maybe not in exactly the same way. Um, he came back in, in Dark Empire. I think they, they could do a stronger version of that. But just the fact that he does come back in the flesh. Because I, I, I'm thinking Ray's a, Ray's a clone now. I think she was created just the way, same way Anakin was created by a, you know, a experiment between... Palpatine and Plagueis possibly birthed Anakin. You know, it could have been something else. Say Palpatine figures something else out. Maybe I can do this better this time. And came up with Ray. Yeah. Maybe when Ray said, "Here, this was something I thought about, Chris, mm. real quick. Remember in the in the Force Awakens when uh, Ray has the vision of being left right. behind, like the little girl yelling, "Come back!" And her conversation with BB-8. She's kind of like, "What are you waiting for?" And she goes, "My family. They'll be back." One day, you know what I'm picturing in that ship is a whole bunch of rays. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe she's talking about her sisters or something. I don't know, man. Could be, I, yeah. Though it seems like a familial bond more than like yeah. you know, a ship full of people who look just like me, like some kind of caretaker. Anyways, if she was a clone, like yeah. I don't know. I'm not quite sold on the clone thing of it all yet. But the fact that they're standing in the throne room from the Death Star definitely mm. pulls the scale a little bit that way. Lots of possibilities. I'm man. just saying there's still a lot of... Well, like, the runtime's been essentially revealed since tickets went on sale 
today or over the last past few days. It's going to be... Tickets are already on yeah, sale. It's going to be about two and a half hours or so. They're not quite end game length like we were hoping. But um, yeah, no, that's still two and a half hours is a lot of time to do all the things that they're trying to do. They have a lot of set pieces, obviously, looking at this trailer. They have a lot of planets to get to, yeah. a lot of story to get through. and just wondering how they're going to cram Palpatine's backstory of how he survived and everything into that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good point because if you consider like us, who've you know read, you've read more than me, but I've read all a, a lot of the core stuff, canon stuff. So I mean, you could, for someone like me, you could kind of breeze over a lot of that. But you know, to as a, I'm having a lot of debates on my Wheel of Time forums because for the same thing, a lot of people saying, well, you can just do this and that, and it's like, yeah, but you got to remember that half the audience that's going to watch this show hasn't read the book. Absolutely. So you have to exp- you have to explain all that, you know. Um, it t- totally, it's a totally different animal. It's like that yeah. one robot chicken bit. Vader cuts off Luke's hand and starts explaining all the mysteries of the of, of the plot to him, and it just pans to a shot yeah. later on. <laughs> Luke's just standing there smoking, like, yeah, whatever, bud. Like, if you're not gonna take this seriously, neither am I. <laughs> like, that's what comes to mind. Uh, oh yeah, the midi chlorians. Well, that's just a bunch of microorganisms in your blood. Yeah, okay, Palpatine. Yeah, I that's, remember uh, that yeah. one. Yeah, I still say the best one was the Emperor going up the escalator. <laughs> Stormtrooper, 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 Yeah, so uh, obviously I think we're both giving this trailer high marks. Um, just the, like the marketing for this entire trilogy all around has just been, all the trailers for this trilogy have been out of the park. They have um, been. Just giving they you really enough to have. go on and not like beating over the head with the plot like we keep coming back to like. I could walk into the theater at this point and be satisfied. Yeah, I, I think this is... Uh, it's, they're going for broke. That's for sure, yeah. They're definitely not pulling any punches from the looks of it. If they're sneaking in the ghost, and um, I think there's, well, people will spend the next week picking apart things in, in the footage here. But uh, just like the, just the surface alone of having that shot of the throne room, like standing on the bridge of a... or on the nose of a Star Destroyer and battling and seeing more of the Death Star, because that's clearly where they've gone back... They might even be on Endor at the start of it. I'm not even sure. Um, yeah, did you see that? Somebody posted some parody clip of... I haven't even watched it yet, but it was supposed to be like a mock trailer, but it was Ray just, I think, hacking and hacking down the, a bunch of Ewoks. <laughs> I, I, after this trailer, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Ewoks because they're clearly going back to the Death Star 2, and that shot at the, at the beginning, that helmet she drops, looks kind of like the old Scout Trooper helmets. I was trying to now, tell if the force like, looked have... like Endor or not, or the moon of Endor. Do we have confirmation that this is the first or second Death Star? It's got to be the second, right? Because it's got the throne room in it, which we never saw on the first one. If there was a throne room on that Death Star, we never saw it. Doesn't mean it wasn't there. True, that's true. Yeah, because I, I was thinking on one of the viewings, I was trying to see if it was Endor or not, and I was thinking, well, is it Yavin 4? Yeah, it would have been. Yes, and I'm starting to wonder like if they're going back to multiple planets again, try not to spiral out of control on on speculation and expectation. Yeah, like in theory, they could go to Yavin, they could go to the Forest Moon of Endor, they could, yeah, they could just spend all the movie hopping around to different places. The the water on whatever planet these pieces of the Death Star landed on, whether it's like Endor itself or some other section of the Forest Moon, we've talked about this before, but it's clearly not Yavin. I'm talking in circles here. It's it's late, but um. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to take too much time just in speculation. Just try um, not to uh, overwhelm myself with my own 
imagination, right? Like, like I've said constantly or several times on the show, I think I enjoyed Last Jedi a lot because I was able to push all that stuff out of my brain once we got to the theater and just enjoyed for what it was and pushed all my expectations and desires and whatnot out the uh, pushed it all aside and just took it in. It's the best way to approach anything like this. If you go on with um, even low expectations, you know you're you're far more far more bound to be. Oh, Virgil liked it. Yeah, he did. <laughs> No, but like we get tied up so much, like not not us personally, but like in general, we get tied up in like I want to see this, or if they don't do this, I'm going to be upset, or I don't want them to do this, blah 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 blah. Like yeah. just building it up in our heads before we even get there. That was, I think, my biggest problem when it came to the Last Jedi. I I, I fell victim to the hype because there were so many people, especially in the critic circle, saying oh, this is going to be the best Star Wars movie yet. It's you know and. I think from a critic's perspective, I kind of get why, because I think critically as a film, I, it's a fantastic film. It just, there was just too many things that didn't sit right with me. I think I had way too high. Uh, I think my expectations were way too high for Last Jedi. And this one, my expectations have to be high because they have to get this one right. But I'm going into this one with, a, I think, a more open mind. Mm-hmm. I think the trailer makes it clear, too, that it's going to satiate that part of people's brains that wants all the action and like intrigue and whatnot like it's clearly an action packed movie I don't want you know fan service for the sake of it or as like a you know well it'll be all good now here you go but at the same time uh, I think we deserve some yeah and I mean like I don't even get any fan service vibes from this even you know saying that no it could be on this planet or that planet from the old movies I don't get the same fan service vibe that's force awakens gives like the actual movie itself i love force awakens it's one of my favorites in the series but there are a lot of moments where mm-hmm. it's just too blatantly over the head like oh is there a trash compactor like finn doesn't know yeah. they escaped in a trash compactor <laughs> like yeah that's true um, that's true there was How, however Han points, and I, I i don't get the sense that this movie is going to build to that that being said it is the same director who knows yeah yeah for sure well i mean JJ can prove to the world that he knows how to finish a story now. It very well, he very well could break this curse he's got. Yep, for sure. I'm still kind of in, in shock. I think I need to watch this about 20 or 30 more times. Yeah, and then, uh, and then put it aside and <laughs> just wait. <laughs> yeah, well, I only have one, one real go through my head right now, and uh, it's, I don't want to clip through it too much right now. Mm-hmm. I'd like to give it a couple of watches again. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and... Um... So in a couple of weeks, or in two weeks, um, Resistance Reborn is coming out, and that's uh, sort of the catalyst, like how we had catalyst before Rogue One. This is kind of like the equivalent to that, sort of a direct uh, lead-in. So I'm curious what kind of clues come up about that. There's another more young adult-themed one that I'm going through right now, and I'm not sure it's going to have a lot of bearing. It's just, it's So far, it's Rose, Poe, and, uh, and Ray on a mission to resupply for the resistance i don't think we're gonna get a lot of huge story moments out of that but um yeah we get this novel and there's actually a comic series as well that's going on right now it's called allegiance and it seems to be setting up a few more story beats again it depends on how they stick the landing right like how they actually how much these actually tie in because we've seen some stuff come out that is related but like far adjacent i don't have many grapes for the most part i'm pretty happy with what has been done with Star Wars since Disney bought it. But one of my biggest gripes is after so much, you know, emphasis, like kind of the Marvel model of being, you know, a a connected universe, connecting it with the canon, you know what I mean? The reason that they wiped out the 
all the legends was so that they could tie the canon in with the movies that they haven't done nearly enough of that mm-hmm. yeah they've there's definitely been like an attempt at it but they've, well, they've, that's one of the reasons i'm that's one of the reasons i'm i'm optimistically hopeful that they they pull some strings from from dark empire but more more importantly that they the uh the, the references that were made in empire's end as far as palpatine coming back in the flesh mm-hmm yeah, and even Operation Cinder from that book, um, it's been popping up in a lot of other ones. I just finished reading Alphabet Squadron last week, and uh, again, that's a big part of that one. It pops up in um, a couple of the pre- or the prequel comic, uh, Shattered Empire, the one the prequel to Force Awakens. Yeah, um, pops I up in Battlefront that. too. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it comes to bear somehow in this movie. Again, it, it's tricky, right? Because we have the story group who maintains these things and sneaks these little references in. And then we also have the script being written by JJ Abrams and Chris Terrio, who are big star Wars fans, but they aren't the story group. So how much of yeah, that is going to get uh, snuck in there? Right. Like, it's like Paolo Dago is only so powerful like, compared to a JJ Abrams. JJ doesn't want to use the red cloaked <laughs> emperor's messenger droids. He's not going to use them. Well, like I said before, man, star Wars needs, they need a, they need a Kevin Feige. Yeah, they need a Kevin Feige. They need to give the reins to some somebody who's not just a producer or just a director, someone who can oversee everything. Like Kathleen Kennedy is the president of Lucasfilm. You know, Luke Star Wars, although it's the biggest thing they have, is not the only thing that Lucasfilm does. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know what I mean. They, they they need whether that's Filoni or or at least a Feige kind of a round table if you will you know yeah or even just feeling that like they could just get directors that are willing to kind of bow to the story group a little bit or like script writers who are able to let their egos slip to the side and go okay yeah i'll put this in for the fans like yeah Pavel, for instance or anyone else on the story group like Leland she comes to a jj abrams type or chris terrio and says hey i know you're doing this with the story you know we have this thread from the comics and whatnot we could tie it in in this way like oh okay yeah palpatine's potentially coming back in your movie like he did this thing he had this he had this contingency plan um sent a bunch of red clove red garbed um droids to a bunch of trusted commanders and gave them final instructions like we could sneak this into the plot this way it it doesn't have to be anything that that affects their the the, the plot or their vision it's could it's just uh you know references and hints and Easter eggs that you know it's Marvel's done a brilliant job of it. You know what I mean? You know every director's had to put his put put their own spin on every one of those films, but you can see there are forces in the background at work that every okay you can tell your story, but it has to include this. It has to have a reference to this, and it has to end with this direction. Other than that fill in all the blanks speaking of filling in the blanks i'm curious to see how we're going to feel about the interconnectivity of it all after this movie like i feel like they've been holding back on us just when palpatine was revealed well when his laugh was in the celebration trailer like i said kathleen and jj kind of let it slip that or put it out there that that's always been the plan to have palpatine involved in the third act of this even throughout all the changes they went through with it being a different director and everything. Um, and Adam Driver's hinted that Kylo has this great trajectory and he's always known what it's going to be. So I'm curious how many blanks are going to be filled in, like how we're going, how it's going to change our perspective of Last Jedi and Force Awakens once we know what happens in this yeah. one. 
Yeah. Yeah, there's so much to so much more to talk about now that we have this trailer under our belt. Just under two months to yeah. go. Yeah, I know. It blew me away. Well, that probably wraps up our initial reactions for the trailer. Um, I think, Chris, you'd agree with me that this was a fantastic trailer. Really looking forward to uh, the film. I just can't say enough about it. Um, yeah, so stay tuned. Uh, we'll surely be talking about uh, some of the things that are coming up out of this trailer for the weeks to come. As I said, we only got about two months to go, so we'll uh, definitely be circling back to this trailer um, as we approach Episode 9, Rise of Skywalker. Thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you soon. May the Force be with you. Uh, what are you doing there, 3PO? Taking one last look, sir, at my friends. <laughs>Do you have a vision for a cosplay prop, novelty item, or other project, but don't know how to make it without breaking the bank? Nerdful Things has you covered. Ontario's 3D printing experts are committed to quality and affordability. They can forge everything from convention-friendly prop weapons, to masks and helmets, to small embellishments like belt buckles or pauldrons. You might even find a unique nerdy gift for friends. Check out their gallery and request a quote at www.nerdfulthings3d.com.